Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd. Plus, ba-da-da-da-da, you're loving him, Mikey McNuggets. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland Sports Show starts now. Booyah! Hey, here we are, along with the Stormtrooper and country singer Luke Michaels. And you're Joe Dirt. I'm Joe Dirt. <laughs> you look good. Hey, you look real oh good. Oh my god! Well, the mullet suits you. The mullet suits you, you my think friend. So? I think I it should does. I should have worn a hat, maybe. You know, I got the you know the beautiful locks. The little poof go. upstairs. Goes good with the beard. Uh, you know, cut off sleeves here. The Tyvis worked hard in his costume. He's ready to kill some people. Yeah, you know it. With his lightsaber. Mike is just you know a, a country, country music singer. star. Country music star. Yeah, that's good. It is Halloween. Look, we got. Can we get the camera on Steve? Look at Steve. He's got the best costume of everybody. Anthony and Steve both dressed up today. I mean, Earl couldn't dress up. He's too much of a big shot. <laughs> Look at Steve. And he's master of Steve. Stand up for a second. We got to see you. In master of ceremonies. The there. gold jacket. He's by got the a way. disco ball hanging down. <laughs> bling bling. Anthony, what are you supposed to be? I don't even know. Uh, I'm a Pokemon gym leader. Okay. It was something really easy that I had everything for. And Earl's just dressed up as a Laker fan today. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, thought, it was Earl. A, I thought it was a Michigan fan. Now he's wearing like a Laker shirt or something. I, I t- don't know. I took my glasses off. I honestly. Earl, why couldn't see. you get dressed up? You can't get the spirit of things? I'm not really big on Halloween. I hate Halloween and I'm <laughs> dressed up. I think it's annoying. I second what he just said. Yeah. It's well. funny. None of us are actually big Halloween people, but no. we decided today we might as well. Might as well have well, a little fun with it. Well, we'll take you behind the scenes. So yesterday we decided we were going to dress up for Halloween. So I went to the Halloween store and bought this stupid uh, wig. And then the, last night, Mike's like, well, you sure you guys want to dress up? And the other guys were like, no. I said, I just spent 20 bucks on this stupid thing. You guys better dress up. So here we are. Yeah, and now I'm right. a country music singer. We have Tyvis, yeah. who's back in his Ohio State apparel. Yeah. We have Anthony, That's the Pokemon it. trainer. We have director Steve, the gold ball, the man and, of all. And well, <laughs> I, I, I wonder what Mike Florio's reaction is going to be when he joins us in <coughs> 10 minutes, give or take. Yeah, 12 minutes to, <laughs> to this outfit. You, he usually doesn't get it. Maybe when he's doing interviews in Oklahoma and places like that, he sees people like this. I don't know. I have to put it back on. You know? when, when the Star Wars. Yeah, you got to put it back on. Yeah. We do Maybe. have a big show, though, today. We do. Mary Kay is going to be here at 12. Uh, she she's used to us being a little crazy, so she's, she'll be all right. She's used to it. Uh, she she wrote an article about Josh Dobbs. I, I got to talk to her about that because I don't agree. I don't think I actually don't think Josh Dobbs is even an upgrade on PJ Walker. Well, I, I think he's just as bad. I mean, We're gonna spend a lot of time on that. Yeah, in yeah. A little we'll, bit, we'll yeah. get to that. We'll get to Mike's trying to hurry me along. I don't worry about it, Mike. We'll be all right. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna grade the PFF grades. We'll get to a lot of it today, but we'll, we'll say hello to Anthony, who's in Mike's chair. Because G. Bush uh, can't get out of bed still. Yeah, guys, before we get into everything today, I want to remind everybody that score early this NFL with this season's FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now is the no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. You guys can visit FanDuel.com UCSS to kick off this NFL season. And today's FanDuel bet comes from our boy Martian at Starboy Master. Put $2 on a 25-game parlay and won $1,996. That's a massive turnaround, by that the way. That is crazy. A two dollar for- wager, a twenty five leg parlay that resulted in one thousand ninety six dollars and fifty three cents. Shout out to Martian. That is our biggest ticket winner of the FanDuel for UCSS a two dollar bet. Yet. I mean, talk about the great value yeah. there. Unbelievable return on investment there. All right, me. I want to look at the latest FanDuel line. Bring up fresh here. The Browns are back to a seven and a half point favorite. They opened as a seven and a half point favorite against the Cardinals and went down to seven, and now it's back up to seven and a half. 
with the unknown quarterback situation. But obviously, guys, the big story of the day, we'll get to the quarterback situation. We don't know who's starting for the Cardinals. We don't know who's starting for the Browns. Well, we, and we don't know if anybody's going to make a trade. The trade deadline is just under five hours from now. Yeah. Ooh, I can't. It's a little hard to concentrate. It is. Have you ever thought about growing your hair out like that? Never. You look good. I'm telling you, it's a good look. This is an awful look. What are you talking about? I look like an idiot. I think he looks good. Ooh, I can't take you seriously. Go ahead. What's the question now? I can't take myself seriously. Look oh, my beautiful locks. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the hell the question the qu- is. The question is, all right, is uh, are the Browns, Browns going to make a quarterback move? Minnesota's in a similar <laughs> situation. Kirk Cousins is out for the season. Okay. They've been linked now in just the to last 12, 24 hours yeah. to Jameis and a couple of Are you going to be even more pissed if the Browns don't make a move if you see a team like Minnesota who's got a worse record than the Browns make a move? Yes or no? No, I'm not. Does that factor in? No, because I know they're. Gonna, I know Minnesota's going to make a move. Um, I think that they got. They're in the same situation as the Browns were. They have a rookie as a backup, so they got. They didn't have any veteran presence there, and I think that for their, for them, they have an unproven rookie. See, yeah. with us, they have PJ Walker, who played a little bit in the league, and he's won some games. He's two and one as the Browns starting quarterback. So, I think that they think that they're more secure because they kind of know what they got. Whereas this rook, this rookie backup, you don't necessarily know. Jaron Hall, yeah. BYU, yeah, BYU guy. So you don't know what you're necessarily going to get, and you're four, you're 500, so you're still right in the middle of the the road for the fight, and you got to make sure that you keep this roster, you know, make them think that hey, we still this, they still believe in us, and so we still have a chance. So going to get a guy like Jameis Winston, <laughs> yeah, a guy that's proven, a guy that can get the ball to Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison. Like, I think that that will keep that roster still motivated. To whereas Cleveland, they've played with P.J. Walker, and they've won games, and obviously they lost the game, but they still are behind. You think the players believe in him? Because if I'm a player on the Browns, Divis, I'm like, we got to get a better quarterback. So, do I think the players believe in him? When I listen to them talk in postgame, yes, they sound sound like they do. However, I do believe that there is some frustration in the wide receiver room because if you look at the tape, it's guys that's running wide open that he's missing. Wide open. And I think for him, I think that their their game plan is Kevin's like, listen, this is what you're going to do. You look for Amari Cooper, you take, look for the check down. If not, throw the ball away. I don't think he's actually going through reads and progressions like this is cover two. So in cover two, this is one, this is two, this is three. I don't think that's yeah, what you're, he's doing. If you play that way, you're playing with a hand tied behind your back. I well, mean, you well, can't he, win consistently, especially against good teams playing that way. Can you? No. I would say no, but yeah. he is two and one. <laughs> so uh, that's the thing. Like Kevin Stefanski's putting them in a position to win. And it's miraculous that they're two and one. Mike, yeah. Mike, what do you think? I think everything Ty said is right. The difference here is Kirk Cousins is out for the entire season. Mm-hmm. And we just don't know when Deshaun Watson's going to come back. So to make a splash move and bring in a guy, and I'll use Jameis as an example because that's who Minnesota is linked to. Well, Minnesota's four and four. Yeah. They're in the thick of the playoff race. Detroit leads that division, but it's not the division's not over by any means. They're two games back at this yeah. point. You're looking at the rest of the season. That's nine games. Jameis Winston coming in can help you win a handful of nine games. Jaron Hall, that's a complete crapshoot. We may have Deshaun Watson back this week against Arizona. We might not. We might not. We may have him back next week against Baltimore. We might not. It could be the following week. But without that long-term certainty that he's going to miss a prolonged period of time, I'm not sure how much of an upgrade getting someone in other than Brissett, and he's yeah. the one exception, would be for a one- or two-game stopgap. Because P.J. Walker, to Tyus's point, has proven, despite being almost dead last, <coughs> if not dead last, in every important basic statistic, analytical statistic, and the eye test, they've found ways to be in three straight games. Okay. Now, you guys are wrong, and that's okay. It's good to be wrong sometimes. It builds character. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, let, let me tell you something. Uh this idea that his record is two and one, I don't care what his record is because they were, he contributed almost, not, he, he was a, he's been a net negative That's a in all three of those games. Fact. So they have found a way to win in spite of him, <laughs> not because of him. So I'm giving him zero credit for the two and one record. Okay. Zero. Fair. All right. And listen, I get what you're saying about the guy's, on some level, believe in him. He's fighting for the team, and that has value. There's no doubt about it. But in the end, he's not a good, he's not a good enough quarterback, and every player on that team knows it. And the Browns have a good enough team that this idea that um, 
well, because Deshaun Watson's not out for the year, they shouldn't do anything. No, because Deshaun Watson is not, in theory, out for the year, it's even more imperative than they do something because if they get a quarterback who's at least serviceable, like solid, startable, like a a Jacoby Brissett, or even a Jameis Winston, even though I was kind of against that last week, I flip-flopped on that a week later as I've gotten desperate and seen P.J. Walker be terrible (laughs) again, or Andy Dalton. Those guys are starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Well, they may be lower-tier starting quarterbacks, but they're starting quarterbacks. At worst, they're top-notch backups. P.J. Walker is lucky to be in the NFL. I think that the problem with this whole thing is that we don't – it's the Deshaun Watson part. Like, yeah. we don't – if they come out today and say he's going on IR for the next four make weeks, a move. You're then the you need to make a move. Yeah. Yes. But yes. if he's coming back next week... But how could they like know he's coming back next week, Tyvis? Uh, you they don't. don't. And that, that, There's no and way that's to know. The, that's what throws the, the wrench in this whole so thing. That's exactly. the whole problem. Wouldn't <laughs> if you could, why wouldn't you get... If it doesn't take an arm and a leg to get a quarterback... Uh, I, I get it. You don't want to give up a first-round pick or something like that for a medi- some mediocre quarterback. But if you can, at a reasonable price, get a, a guy who you know can hold down the fort for, a, for... Whether it's two weeks or four weeks... By the way... Uh, somebody tweeted this morning. I can't remember who it is, but I saw like by this week with with whoever starts for Minnesota and maybe the Rams have a backup going this 49 week. Forty nine new starting quarterbacks right. this season. Forty nine. We're not even at the halfway point of the season. So even if Deshaun Watson does come <coughs> back, this shoulder is not going to be right the whole yep. year. So you need to have a better option. What if they get to the playoffs and Deshaun Watson? It's a close game and he gets hurt in that game. Well, don't, wouldn't you rather have Jacoby Brissett or Andy Dalton or, or even Jameis Winston rather than this guy? I mean, come on. So There's I, no doubt about it. When you asked the initial question, how yeah. would I feel about Minnesota making yeah. a move versus Cleveland? Well, I wouldn't feel bad if Minnesota made a move just yeah, because their quarterback I, situation. Fair. I don't care in, about Minnesota. In this particular, yeah. you know, this lane, do the Browns need an upgrade at quarterback too? Absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and they're frankly, with Brissett, they don't have a fourth-round pick this year, which throws a little bit of a wrench because a third-round pick for a couple of games may be too high of a price for Andrew Barry to pay. But is a fifth-round pick not enough with Howell Washington's knowing? Sacked. Well, he only took Sam one sack last week. He played phenomenal last week. But look at what's the difference? Listen, if, if the Vikings are able to get Jameis Winston for less than a fourth-round pick, like let's say they get Jameis Winston for like a fifth- or sixth-round pick, then there's no excuse because the only argument, I agree. The, uh, right, the only yeah, argument right with now yeah. is the price. the price. Exa- exactly, and that's why I guess why <laughs> I kind of get stuck on this. Yeah. Where you're already a little depleted in draft capital because of the Deshaun Watson trade. You have a second round pick, a third round pick, and a fifth round pick. That fourth round pick's gone. Yeah, a fourth round pick feels like the appropriate. So give them a fifth round pick this year and a fourth round pick next and, year. And I mean, if that, if that's like, the case, if that's I'm the fine case, with it. do it. I yeah. just think a third round pick for what may be one or two games is a price too high to pay. Yeah. That, which feels real quick, which feels yeah. like nitpicking because I think this roster is a damn good roster. I don't and think with a little have. better quarterback play, this team can compete with anybody in the I don't need, I don't think the Browns would have to give up a third round pick to get Jameis Winston I, or any of those guys. I don't believe that. Now, Dalton may be the one most available, too. We talked about him the least, but Carolina's awful. Yeah. And but he, he's not a plug-and-play guy, which he, then takes he, into yeah, your, Why not? He's been in the league for, for 15 years. <laughs> because they're not – because Mary Kay said yesterday that the Browns are not going to change the, what they want to do. They want to get guys that are like Deshaun Watson so they don't have to change their entire – Well, Jacoby Brissett's not like Deshaun Watson. And that's why they haven't traded for him. Well, that's stupid. <laughs> that's it, probably, I'm sorry. I missed that article. That's probably why they're not – I didn't – Oh, it wasn't an article. Yeah. She said she it, on said this, it yeah. last week on the show. That was why they moved oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I made Brissette. the joke. I was that's like, right. they're not going to get Andy Dalton because he's not black well, and blue. <laughs> that's right. But that's stupid. And, and it is stupid, yeah. That's dumb. Yeah. Kevin Stefanski, no, he's a good coach. He can adjust on the fly. Well, well, he better be able to. I mean, yeah, like he better that's be able been to. the whole thing that people hated about him. He, that whole last season, everybody said he don't do well adjusting yeah, on the fly. I don't. The, the bottom line is, no matter how I'm you slice and dice it, over here. do we have my floor you? No. Uh, I slice it here. Bottom line is, P.J. Walker, by any metric you want to look at, has not been the reason the Browns have been in games, as no. you alluded to. No. He has three turnovers against Seattle, two turnovers against Indy, and against San Francisco. That's his worst. That's his worst. He was, if he stopped doing that, I think they they, they But he has zero touchdowns. Or no, he has one. Shout out to David Njoku. But look at his career. It's not an. What he's doing here is not an anomaly to what he'd done previously. For his career, he has six touchdown passes 
and 18 turnovers. Six, yes. No, six touchdowns total. Yes. You don't have any rushing touchdowns. Well, in so career. six touchdowns he and 18 turnovers. six touchdowns and 18 turnovers. So it's, it's not like – and he, look, and perfect example, that is a one-to-three touchdown and turnover ratio. Yeah. He had one touchdown against Seattle, three turnovers. That was the epitome of what he's done yeah. throughout his entire career. Yeah. Now, he's 6-4 and four as a starter. So quarterback wins do not necessarily equal he's playing well. You have to separate <laughs> those two completely. And if someone wants to tell me this Brown seat can compete – with the Bengals, the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Dolphins, the best teams in the AFC this season, with P.J. Walker quarterback, Can't I'm going to tell you you're damn crazy no. and go get checked. However, this team they... with a better quarterback can compete with all of those teams without a doubt. That's right. Well, they tell you they beat the 49ers with P.J. Walker. Not because of P.J. Walker. He was 0 for 5 they, on a game that, one and drive. I'm just telling you what he they're going to He was 0 for 5 you. on a game one and drive. They're going to tell the you. The point that. is, once <laughs> you get to the playoffs, you got to, you know, I mean, listen, I Honestly, I don't think they can win in the playoffs with Jacoby Brissett. Maybe they can win one game. <laughs> but you can Jacoby make the playoffs. The playoffs. <laughs> but you can make it. Maybe you could win one game, depending on who you play in the first round. Come on, Tyvis. I know my costume is distracting, but you got you got to focus. You got to keep sorry. it together. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm distracting myself here. <laughs> I can't wait till Mike Florio come on. And, and Are you wearing it for Mary Kate? You wearing it the whole show? I'm going to try. Okay. Eventually, the wig may get annoying enough that I may throw it off, but for now. Well, real quick, Earl just sent us a text. According yeah. to J.P. Finley of NBC Sports, does a really good job covering the Washington yeah. football team. Yeah. The commanders now. Yeah. He just reported the Browns are, quote, chasing quarterback Jacoby Brissett from the commanders as the deadline. Well, all right. Well, they should have done it three weeks ago. Mike Florio's with us. I hope Mike's got a Halloween costume on, too. Mike, no Halloween <laughs> costume? Come on, Mike. I, I didn't know costumes were required. I'm sorry. Oh, I forgot <laughs> to put my shield back on. Man. Uh, you know, it, it, this is not what you were expecting, Mike. You're probably a little thrown off. By the way, uh, Miles Simmons, who works for you, uh, does he still work for you, Miles? I can't even remember. Uh, Miles, Miles still works with us. He's somehow not stormed out in protest of having to deal with someone like me <laughs> that's true. on a regular basis. That but is yes, a little he's been, Miles. He's been great. He's a Browns fan. And, uh, Glad to have him. You know, he was my intern. That was his first gig in professional uh, radio, actually. Was as my intern. He was my favorite intern that I ever had. I loved the kid. Wow. He's a great kid. A kid. He's not a kid anymore, but he was a kid when he was an intern for me. And he, he's the best. Anyway, thank you, Mike, for joining us. Hopefully you won't be too distracted by my ridiculous Joe Dirt air. Uh, let's get to the Browns. Are you? There was just a report. We just mentioned it. That the Browns are now chasing Jacoby Brissett. Their quarterback situation's a disaster. Watson's been awful. Now he's injured. We don't know when he's going to be back. <coughs> P.J. Walker, in my opinion, is not an NFL quarterback. The Browns got a decent team. We think they need an upgrade. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think they're going to do anything here before 4 o'clock? Really is a strange situation going all the way back to the trade of Joshua Dobbs to the Cardinals before the start of the season and trusting Dorian Thompson-Robinson initially as the guy who would be the backup and then realizing he wasn't ready, pivoting to P.J. Walker. It would make sense if Washington would do it, but they need a backup. Jake Fromm isn't ready to be the backup to Sam Howell, and Sam Howell has been taking sacks at a record rate. So that's the problem with a team looking to improve its backup quarterback. You need to find a team that has two and that is willing to give up one of them. If you just have one that is clearly game ready and you're hoping to actually win some football games, it makes no sense to trade him. Now, if the commanders are willing to sell off any assets because we just want to stockpile picks for next year because we know that we're not going to be a contender this year, so be it. The problem is you've got a coaching staff that's trying to win, a front office that maybe is trying to impress new ownership by whatever they're able to get in trade, and new ownership that I believe is just waiting until the season ends to press the reset button and fire everybody. Mm. So organizationally it's a weird dynamic whether it's Brissett, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, any of the names that might be available you got to get everybody on the same page about whether or not we're going to move on from players and if you move on from Brissett, who is your backup quarterback going to be that's a critical question for the commanders to answer before they would do anything. Mike when you look around the NFL there there's not as many trades at the NFL deadline as there is in the NBA and MLB deadline is that just because general managers are more or less willing, excuse me, to part way with picks in opposed to other sports? Or is it just kind of the fundamental roster-building philosophy that trades aren't the way to a Super Bowl like they could be in the NBA or NFL? I think there's a couple of reasons for it. And last night on the broadcast of the Raiders-Lions game, they said there were 11 deadline day deals last year, and I can't remember that there were that many last year, but I have no reason to doubt it. It seems like a lot. And 
The problem is the deadline's too early. It should be moved later into the regular season. They added a week to the regular season in 2021. They haven't added a week to the trade deadline. It's too early for the teams that are done to recognize that they're done. And maybe they're not. There's only a few teams you can look at right now and say they're done. Right. Anyone with three or more wins still has a chance to get into this thing. And then there's the reality that if you go out and trade for a guy now, especially offensive, I think it's easier to plug a defensive player into the mix and get something out of him as the season unfolds. Offensively, if this is a guy who doesn't know your system, if this is a guy who doesn't know your personnel, doesn't know your coaching staff, how do you really get the best that you can out of that guy? It's something that you're thinking about for the playoffs, presuming you get there. So you better be certain you're getting to the playoffs if you're going to make that move, because it may not help you get there. And if you're a team hovering around 500, what's the point if we're not going to get the best out of this offensive player until we get there? So I think there's a lot of factors that go into it. And and then at the end of the day, you got to get the two teams to agree on compensation. And sometimes you got teams taking a hard line and the clock ticks. And before you know it, it's too late. Mike, when you look at the NFL as a whole, you know, there's some big names out there that's potentially can be traded. You know, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, um, Marquise Brown, Saquon. Do you anticipate any of those big name guys, maybe even Devontae Adams? Do you picture any of those guys getting moved today? You know, it's funny. Every year there's a handful of big name guys and it's usually someone else that we're not thinking about. You know, mm -hmm. I'm keeping an eye on Josh Uche, the pass rusher from the Patriots, because he's in the last year of his contract and the Patriots typically don't pay market value to pass rushers. They don't value pass rushers the same way other teams do. So it's usually the guys that everyone isn't talking about that end up getting traded. Just like yesterday, Leonard Williams, boom. Although his name was starting to surface over the weekend, he lands in Seattle. So, you know, again, it takes a lot. And if I'm Devontae Adams, who said last week in an interview with Rich Eisen, he's happy with the Raiders. I don't know how happy I am after last night, but <laughs> can you make it all happen by four o'clock Eastern. It's a lot of moving parts. The Raiders flew back to Las Vegas from Detroit. They're three hours behind. It's just a lot that has to happen before you have to get the deal done. And as the Browns learned a few years ago, remember the AJ McCarron misadventures? Oh, yeah. When they were trying to do a deal with the Bengals, the Bengals communicated the trade to the league office. The Browns didn't. Both keys have to turn. And you got to get it done by four o'clock Eastern or it's not happening. Mike, uh, two teams that I think are interesting. One is Denver, because there's been a lot of rumors about all their guys. But then they just had that big win over Kansas City. And as you said, they, like many other teams in the AFC, have now three wins. And then also in the AFC, there was talk about the Titans trading guys. But Will Levis played so well this week, you wonder if they're going to want to break it up and instead of giving him a chance to play with all his potential weapons. Do you think those teams stand pat? I think the Broncos are being coy. You want to create the impression you don't want to trade your guys in order to get the best possible offer for them. The best leverage for any trade conversation is, I'm just going to keep the guy. That's the best because sure. then you got to offer something to get the team to say, all right, I won't keep him. Sean Payton has been playing it that way, I think, to get the best possible offers. Now, whether or not he pulls the trigger on it remains to be seen. With the Titans, they found something with Will Levis. They're in a division where, hey, it's not going to be easy to catch the Jaguars, but but if they can get something going offensively and you can feel good about maybe trying to get the seven seed in the AFC. You know, I had heard that Mike Vrabel, the head coach of the Titans, was very irritated by this idea that they're just kind of giving up. The trade last week of safety Kevin Byard as the best example of that. So there's been talk about Derrick Henry. That looks like it's not happening. There was talk about DeAndre Hopkins. That looks like it's not happening. With Will Levis in place now, give it a shot, see where it goes. Maybe you can piece enough wins together. If any coach can turn that roster into something positive, it's Vrabel. So with the Broncos, I think they're just sitting and waiting and trying to get the most they can for some of these guys. For the Titans, I really do think that there's a belief, especially from Vrabel, that they can maybe salvage this season and compete for a playoff spot. Mike, thanks again for joining us. We really appreciate it. Last week you wrote an article on your website, Pro Football Talk. Go check it out. Uh, it was titled, and I quote, Strange Vibe Continues Between Browns and Deshaun Watson. That was five days ago. Fast forward to today. Do you still get the sense that there is 
some sort of strange vibe going on between the franchise and their star quarterback? Well, I think there is. I really do. And it really is a bizarre situation going all the way back to the way the trade happened. Four teams were finalists for Deshaun Watson. The Browns were the first team told, you're out. They put together that $46 million per year, five-year fully guaranteed contract to get back in, knowing that there was going to be a significant suspension in 2022. There's a belief that some owners wanted it to be less than a year, so the Browns would burn off the first of the five years that they have with Deshaun Watson. Here we are into year two. What kind of return are they getting for the money? And three first-round draft picks plus. So far, it's been a disaster. It may turn around. And just as it looked like it was turning around, week three against the Titans with his best game yet, six days after a very bad performance against the Steelers on a Monday night, that's when the, the shoulder injury pops up. And, you know, the two words that I think have contributed to the sense that something odd is happening are medically cleared. Once Kevin Stefanski said that the day after the Ravens game, when Deshaun Watson said he's playing, Friday at his locker, he said he's playing, Sunday he didn't play, Monday Stefanski says he was medically cleared. I think to me that's the best evidence that there's something going on there. And no one has come out and said clearly and unequivocally that everything's fine. Deshaun answered the question last week when asked, does he want to play for the Browns? Well, why wouldn't I want to? Well, Deshaun, three years ago, you were playing for the Texans and you decided you didn't want to anymore, just months after getting a massive contract from them. So we've seen that you can fall out of love with your current team and you're not going to come out and say it publicly. He never said publicly he doesn't want to play for the Texans again, but we knew it. So there is something there. There's something. And no one, the Browns or Watson, have come together, and maybe they just need to lock arms and tell the world everything's fine. And I still don't know at this point we're going to believe it. It's just there. Until he's back and playing and playing well, there's going to be a sense that something is up, and we don't quite know how it's going to play out. All right, Mike, well, let me put you on the spot. After given what everything you just said, do the Browns make the playoffs this season? They have the potential to do it. They really do. It's Look, these games are too close. Wins become losses. Losses become wins. If they could just stabilize the offense, and I was a big proponent of going out and trading for Derrick Henry. Forget about getting a quarterback. Get Derrick Henry in Cleveland. The guy who is the modern-day Jim Brown, wouldn't he be perfect to kickstart that offense without Nick Chubb? It's amazing they've done as well as they have without Chubb, without Deshaun Watson. That defense is stellar. They just need to put the wins together. They're in the toughest division in all of football. The Ravens are looking great. The Bengals are waking up. The Steelers will hang around long enough in any given game to beat you. It's going to be tough for the Browns to get to the playoffs. But but they are constructed to be dangerous if they get there. There's a lot of work they need to do to get there. We'll see how the next nine games go. Mike, we appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for joining us. All right, good talking to you guys. All right, happy Halloween. Happy <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> Pro football talk, of course. And, uh, you know, says this. There, are, I mean, yeah, there are weird vibes here. Yeah. Does that mean Deshaun Watson doesn't want to be here? Uh, I have no idea. I, I don't think it means that now. It's, it's not impossible. He's not unfair. You know, it's not crazy to think Deshaun Watson might not want to be here. I don't think that, but it's not insane to think it. But in the end, what choice does he have? I mean, at this point, nobody else would want him. I mean, yeah, only the only choice that he has is – that the the coaching staff probably be gone and he'll have a new coaching staff. Yeah, right, but right, right. I don't see why you would want to play like that. I don't buy it. That, I, that's the yeah, that's the thing. Like as a as a former athlete, like yeah. there is no way that I'm going out there and I'm just about to just sell us. I'm yeah. not selling the team. I mean, the there. Browns have the Browns have been all you know. Listen, the way they've handled the injury <laughs> situation has not been great. Yeah, but like the organization has gotten behind him from the moment they traded for him. Yeah. yeah. When nobody else has. So it'd be pretty silly of him. I don't buy that he doesn't want to be here. Yeah. But I, I don't think it's crazy for somebody to think that because it has happened in the past. And it was interesting to hear his perspective. We're, we're in it, yeah. in the minutiae, in the detail, in the dirt yeah. every day to see kind of an outside perspective. Whether you like Florio or not, that, that's up to you. But yeah. to see someone from the outside kind of looking in and how they perceive what's happening here in Cleveland between Deshaun and the franchise yeah. is interesting to hear. So, Ant, what's up? 
Yeah, guys, before we move on to our lovely Kool-Aid meter segment, I have to remind everybody that you can score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So you guys can visit FanDuel.com UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, guys, it's time for the Kool-Aid meter, so let's get right to it, Anthony. Uh, we all were given players that the Browns might acquire here in the next four and a half hours, and we gave our Kool-Aid meter <coughs> rankings. If we're very excited about somebody, it's going to be a 10. If we're not at all excited about the person the Browns might acquire, we, we graded a 1. Myself, Mike, well, G. Well, I'm, I'm going to be. You're representing G. We thought G would be back today. He gave his grades, but he was unable to go. He was a last minute scratch again today. Yeah. So I have uh, G's answers. I will answer as if I was G. Bush. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. I'd love to see this. You going to do an impression? Where's the Kool Aid? Where's the Kool Aid cup? Where does he keep the Kool Aid packets? What's that? I'm going first. You're, and well, then you're going okay, first. so oh, me, then, then G. I would, I would Mike, throw some Kool-Aid packets. Uh, and then Tyvis, correct? <laughs> yeah. Kool-Aid stuff's in the back is what Steve tells me. All right, well, then we'll skip the Kool-Aid. I'll just throw some proverbial Kool-Aid Okay, around. don't worry about yeah. it. Let's go. Go. Let's start us off there, Anthony. Yeah, so the first one up here, Bull, this is on Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. And you gave me a 10 out of 10. to make. Yeah, I, last week I was very low with my grades because I was basing it on how exciting the player is scale. And everybody else was much higher because it's, it's Kool-Aid. It's crazy. Uh, so my green Kool-Aid rate rating for Jacoby Brissett is a 10. The Browns' most important addition, certainly they could use a running back. If they got Derrick Henry or Saquon Barkley today, I think we'd all be excited about that. But the most important thing is a stable NFL quarterback. I'm not asking for greatness. I'm not asking for very good. I'm just asking for stability, solidness, pretty decent. And that's Jacoby Brissett. He knows the system better than anybody else they could acquire. I think Florio made a good point. Does Washington want to leave themselves without a, a backup quarterback and be in the same situation as the Browns? I guess it depends how they're looking at their season. Uh, so, it, you know, maybe that's the tricky part. We did get a report a little while ago from who was it again? J.P. Finley. J.P. Finley. Who is a very credible. A very credible yeah. guy saying the Browns are chasing Jacoby. Why have they waited this long, guys? Before, I know I gave him a 10 because I think it would be very, it would be Exciting in the grand scheme of, of a trade deadline to get Jacoby Brissett, who we know can play adequate football. Well, I think it's why have they waited so long? Because technically he doesn't fit the Deshaun Watson play style. So maybe they thought, you know, let's give P.J. Walker a couple more games out there and see what we got because there is something to grow off of. Like I say, going down 14 nothing, coming back, that is something to grow off of. But at the end of the day, the, different, the biggest difference between those two is that Jacoby Brissett is known for taking care of the football. Yeah. He and P.J. Walker is known for turning it over. And I think yeah. that right now is the biggest difference because I think the Browns lead the NFL in the turnover margins right now. I mean, the second, They're second worst. Second. By yeah, the Raiders. And I, I wonder, <laughs> That's still off. It's yeah. still not. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I wonder if – Just, and I'm sure this is tied into it. I don't know exactly the right way to phrase it, but the uncertainty with Deshaun's right shoulder has to play a massive role in Andrew Berry not wanting to – Pull the trigger too early. No, no, it, that's it, stupid. It has, I'm not that's saying it's usable. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that why? has to be the reason. Why, why would why even if even if Deshaun uh, honestly at this point, if Deshaun Watson were 100 percent healthy, I'd still want Jacoby. Brissett. Well, let me ask you, this. what is his, what is? Do anybody know Jacoby Brissett's contract? It's not much. Yeah, it's he only a, has to pay about a million deal, and a half. About a million and a half. Yeah. Oh, that's chump The rest of the yeah. year. Remember, you don't pay him for the whole season. Well, You're paying him for about so, half a year. It's well, probably. everybody, I know Florio's saying that, you know, that they don't want to get rid of him, but everybody got a price, you know. that You you never come out right. and say, we're and, looking to move on for this guy because if you say right. that, then we can then just throw no you value. in. And, 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 yeah. that, and that's what comes back to, I told you guys a little <laughs> bit of the inside on the James Harden trade earlier. Yeah. When you have no leverage, you got to take what you can get. And I'm, I'm afraid that, Washington knows the Browns are desperate. That's the they're thing. They, 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 yeah. And, Everybody knows and, the Browns and, and are if, desperate. And if they know they're desperate and they don't necessarily <coughs> want to say give up we, we want that third. We want that third or nothing. And I'm just I, – I, I have a hard time giving up in, a third. I don't think they'll give up a third. I think it's a lot to give up. In the end, I don't care. If they have to do it, then do it. I, I know people are going to say that's crazy. I don't – maybe you get a fifth rounder back. Maybe it's Jacoby and a fifth. And maybe third, that equals you know? the fourth then somehow. Yeah, so right. I, I, I could look – look at what the Browns have – the, the last three offensive players they drafted <laughs> in the third round were, uh, <laughs> Dave, were uh, Anthony Schwartz, David Bell, and Cedric I can't get on the field, Tillman. So – 
Uh, what can I tell you? They also took Martin Emerson in the, <laughs> the third. The fact that he's yeah. a healthy scratch two weeks in a row. I mean, that's ridiculous. Nah. So is Ika. Now, he I get, a, he's been I a get scratch Ika. all year. Though. Yeah, but the Ika one makes perfect sense if you actually look at the numbers because Mo Hurst has been playing out of this world. Yes, Jordan Elliott's been playing well, so he's just you know he only dressed forty was it forty eight on game day. 46 yeah. on yes. game day. So he, 46, he's just a numbers casualty. The defensive tackles have played very well, yeah. so I'm not worried and about And they've, they've been healthy. All. They haven't lost yeah. anybody. But there. the receivers and Tillman, the fact that he can't There's no sniff the rotation <laughs> right now. <laughs> no excuse. It's no a excuse. We who got is, an issue. All right, so what's next? Who is, oh no, before we yeah. move on, it's Marquise, Amari, DPJ, Elijah, da- and who's the David last? Bell. David Bell. David Bell's the, the healthy guy. Every, wow. Yeah. Well, well DPJ's technically healthy. He got no targets last week. Well, then, if that's the case, Cedric Tillman has no special teams values. All right, what's next? All right. All right, so up next, this was supposed to be G's, but it's Dalvin Cook. Oh, we're going 1-1-1, one, 1-1-1? One, 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 one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, Mike, you're technically up next covering Dalvin for G. Cook. Dalvin Cook. Yeah, Dalvin this was Cook? a G special. I gave him Hunter Renfro at first. He said, no, nah, no, nah, I don't want Hunter Renfro. <laughs> Give me Dalvin Cook. So I said, all right, G, what's your cool idea for Dalvin Cook? He said a four. <laughs> I'm like, you gonna budget for Dalvin Cook and give me a four? Well, here's the reason you want Dalvin Cook. Assuming Jerome Ford is gonna take a little while to heal to back to full strength. He played last week and give him kudos. That man's tough as you know what for coming back after a low grade high ankle sprain and playing just seven days later. That means you don't fully trust Kareem Hunt to stay healthy. He has a little bit of thigh injury, just <coughs> score a touchdown. He played well against Seattle, but you're looking long term here. And we just don't know exactly what you have in Pierre Strong yet. He looked very good, I thought, in some limited action against Seattle. He's looked very good all season. But if you want Dalvin Cook, you just want another veteran in that locker room, in that running back position, uh, in that position group. I don't – I'm going to go this back to Luke Michaels, country singer here. Browns don't need Dalvin Cook. But G. Bush said he wanted Dalvin Cook in there. So I gave him Dalvin Cook. I don't think it's an upgrade. I'm not quite sure he's better than any of the three running backs at this stage of his career. Despite I mean, he was the fact, still really good last, <laughs> good year. last it's year. weird. But if you but... watch the Jets this season, he has zero burst. That's, it's something he has that, zero burst. So the thing is, I seen this report come up about him like maybe last week. Yeah. And I was explaining to a buddy of mine. He was like, yeah, man, if we get Dalvin Cook, we'll be back. And I'm just like, there's a reason that, this, that the Jets – if he's good, he would be getting a ton of carries with yeah. the Jets. Like, because they got Zach Wilson. Like, yeah. anything. So, exactly. And Brees Hall's been phenomenal. Yeah, like, Brees Hall's like, elite. He can't. You telling me he can't get like twelve carries a game? Yeah. Like, he came yeah. out publicly talking about I want more. I need yeah. more carries. And they're not giving it to him. So it has to be a reason why that yeah. They, yeah. they're not giving I, him yeah. these carries. For me, with running back for the Browns, I'm only trading for a running back if I'm the Browns. If I'm getting an every down back. I would trade for Barkley, and I would trade for Derrick Henry. Yeah. Yeah. I got a bunch of part-time backs who are all decent. I like the combo. I really want to see a one-two punch of Kareem Hunt and Pierre Strong, and I would phase Ford out as the third guy, personally, because I, lo- I love I love Love's way too strong. I like what I've seen from Pierre Strong. He's I good. Too. He's I good. And Kareem Hunt forward. is a good grinding, you know, th- short yardage back at this point in his career. But uh, – uh, but no, I'm not trading for another part-time back. I don't need that. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, we can pass. All right, Tyvis. All right, Ty, you are one. up next. Who did I have? Oh, I know who I who got. Who did you have? Oh, you had Chase Young. I think I gave it, what, I gave it a six, I think? You did. Wow. You did. Probably only a six. Yeah, I yeah, know. I, I tried to leave my Buckeye biases out of it. <clears throat> the reason being, I think he would, I think that they could make that trade and he could come here, he could be, he can re-energize his career. Problem is, you'll have to pay him after the season's over mm-hmm. with, and that's the problem for me. And yeah, as you a, wouldn't give up a lot to get him. You wouldn't have to sign him if you're the Browns. You could just have him for the rest of the year and let him walk. What you think they let him go for? Not much. He's a free agent at the end of the yeah. year. And he hasn't been healthy or like good. They, oh, well, listen, the thing what, is, what, I think he... Real can, quick, real quick, because this is Washington. Who who demands a higher return for, in a trade? Chase Young or Brissett? That's funny. Seriously, well, though. If, if, they're, if they're, they're negotiating with the Browns? Yeah, who gets a higher... Do you oh, think you have a third Brissett, round? probably, because yeah. they know they're desperate. Quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Would you ever have said that when he was coming out of college a few years ago? That somehow Jacoby no, Brissett was going to no, have a, a bigger shame. return on investment? But, yeah, Chase hasn't been what he was his rookie year. I mean, he had a bunch of injuries. and I think if he came to Cleveland, I think they would – getting under Jim Swartz, mm-hmm. I think he absolutely can get back to that because he got – and don't get me wrong, I love the commander's D-line, but I think that they're kind of limited to what they do where Jim Swartz is kind of like – this is just right. get there. I just need you to and get there. No fo- and I think he'd be more free. Yeah. Right. Play there'd, free. there'd be no focus on him either. Right. And on top yeah. of that, you got guys that's rotating in that's really, really good. Right. 
So if you're rotating in for miles after miles that went like three plays with this tackle, he's worn down. Now I can hit it with my right. best move and I'll be effective. So I think it will work out. I just don't – the re-sign part at the end is the reason why do I couldn't you, give it all away. Do you think edge is a pressing need for the Browns right now? It's not a need no. at all. And I ask yeah, that because no. this weekend – and once again, Twitter is just a small gauge of the fan yeah. base. And look, <coughs> I saw people – and I personally disagree and you're entitled to your opinion. Cool, but like – People said Edge was the number one need for the Browns in right, the deadline. That's, and I, that's ridiculous. I, I, I couldn't. <laughs> that's it's ridiculous. not a need. That's the number one need. It's not a need, period. Now, you can always you have. Could, you, could, you could say, well, our strength is our defense. <laughs> Let's make our strength even stronger. And I could see that argument. But the, to say the Browns need a pass rusher So what was you, What was y'all giving on the Kool-Aid meter? I actually really, I said six. I think that's fair because yeah, it's in the I right can't range, give it yeah. a 10 because they don't really need him. And, yeah, he's that's, and that's my problem. Like, they don't need it. Would yeah. it be nice? It'd be absolutely. nice to have him. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But, like, well, if you, if you look am at, I selling out for it? No. no. Well, it's funny. If you look at Edge, and this is maybe a bigger, bigger topic than today, but, you know, we expected this Browns team to be having sacks left and right. And t- kudos right. to you for saying, hey, everyone else, everyone else on this panel except you predicted, like, 40, 50-plus sacks in this unit. And through seven games – Darius has won. Now he's played well. This is not a sack. Yeah, Darius and Obo yeah, yeah. played well, but they're not. <laughs> they, 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 those two yeah. together have three and a half sacks. Yeah. Those two together are on pace for eight and a half sacks this season. Right. I mean, Miles no, nobody's has making an impact yeah. in sacks besides and Miles And that's Garrett. not the only stat. Uh, no, they're playing well. I'm about to say, they provide yeah. a ton they're, of pressure. They're playing but well. <laughs> but I think sometimes, and, and I don't know. But I didn't think they would get a ton of sacks either of them, and they're not. And you were the one that was right, because I was wrong. G was wrong, Jay was wrong, Tyvis. I don't exactly remember. I don't what remember you said what I, I don't know what I said either. But maybe <laughs> that's the reason people think Edge is more of a pressing need than it I is because the, the sack numbers themselves are not high. Aren't just, as high. But. To be honest with you, I think in all of football, I don't think outside of Hunter from from Minnesota, he has ten sacks. Yeah, outside of him, I don't. I think it's very harder to get sacks nowadays. Like I think Got the, teams and quarterbacks are getting rid of the yeah, ball quickly. Like yeah. you think about, remember the stat: these quarterbacks getting rid of the ball in three Two seconds. And a half seconds yeah, yeah, so it's like, how am I ever yeah. going to get well, there? I think the yeah. the most important stat now is pressure, pressure rate. Yeah, well, think about this: Tyvis, are both ranked very high. Now. Right, teams in recent years have been throwing the ball deep. There's been a lot of downfield stuff in the last, starting really with last year. Teams Zoop. have been taking away the the yep. deep stuff. Yeah. they've been wanting teams to march down the field more. And what comes with that is quicker passes, and what comes with that is less sacks. Yeah. It's the Patrick Mahomes effect. Yeah. They went to that cover, was it a too high two, safety yeah. look, cover yep. two, whatever you want to call yeah. it, forced Mahomes to check down, beat you, and now that's the now most that, common practice right. defense across the And now the, the way to beat the defense is just get it out quickly Chuck, and let the skill position guys do their stuff. And that's why you see running backs, and I'll use Alvin Kamara as an example, but yeah. he's, he missed the first three games, so he's not top of the league. He averages more catches per game than any other player in the league because right. – Derek Carr is like, oh, right. you're playing oh, seven yards off the line. Check down, charge. Check Look down at the Chargers yeah. on Sunday night. Yeah. And, you know, Eckler had a ton, ton yeah. of catches, mm. and yeah, we've been seeing that. All right, back All right. to me now, right? No, so we're going back to Mike oh. slash G here. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't make the rundown today. All right, uh, we got Jerry oh, Judy, Mike. Wow. We do have Jerry Judy, and this one's very interesting. This mm. one to me was probably the most intriguing non-quarterback option on the board here for the Browns, and I'm going to channel my energy Bush here. And, and I'm going I'm to this, – this is my G. Bush. I can't do an impression. I apologize. Oh, we have a trade real quick. Hold on. A trade. The Bears and Commanders have traded Montez Sweat for a 2024 second-round pick. The Bears and Commanders? The Bears have traded for Montez Sweat. Okay. Washington sent Montez <coughs> Sweat to Chicago for a second-round pick. So Sweat goes for a second-round pick. Mm. And you know what – you know So it Washington is. could be in sell mode, which means more and more chance that Brissette – Maybe could be had for a little less. Back to Jerry Judy, though, and I'm a BG. Donovan Peoples-Jones, where you been at? Elijah Moore, Elijah Less. <laughs> Amari Cooper, that's my dog. But we need another dog in here. It don't matter who's a quarterback. They don't have receivers. It ain't going to happen. It don't matter. So for Jerry Judy, it's an 8 out of 10 on the Kool-Aid meter. Bring in Jerry Judy. The dude's a first-round pick. He's immensely talented. He's played with other good receivers before. He's got that Alabama connection with Amari Cooper already. Yeah, is he a little bit of a hothead? Sure. Is he the most consistent receiver? Might be what you no. need. <laughs> but exactly my point. Are we getting consistency from numbers 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 on this wide receiver depth chart? Uh, no. So he's not doing anything to change that. And secondly, let's have someone who can light a little fire under these guys' behinds. Let's get a little energy 
and pizzazz in this wide receiver room and see if that maybe can energize a group that, frankly, has disappointed this season. So Jerry Judy for me, G. Bush, Cowboy G. Bush. It's an 8 out of 10 on the Kool-Aid meter. All right. I think that might be the biggest thing with the offense. It's an attitude thing. Like, defensively, I think the whole attitude changed, and that's why you get the results. As far as the offense go, I, there's no dog over there. No. It's the, only all, guy, the only guy that had, like, a little something to him was the quarterback, Deshaun. And now that he's not in there, it's like there's no dog, no attitude to that offense. Now, Kareem Hunt would give you some. But he's not every down, so. Do you need to, sorry, I, you, you you played. Do you need someone with that attitude in a locker room? Yeah. On each side of the ball, like, is that actually something that we as people that aren't there can say? Yeah, they need that. None of the old linemen are dogs on the offense. You tell me. I don't know. You, you, do you do you think? Any I think of the, Wyatt Teller might be a dog. You think, they, you like, think yeah. they come off to you and they like trash talk and they like got that? They about that? Life? I could see Wyatt Teller being that way. I can see Teller too, but he's probably. I, I don't on. think there's many guys. I can see Elijah Moore talking trash, but he's not very good. I don't think he does. No, so I feel like I feel like. So you're saying a, they're a bunch of soft asses? That's not what I'm saying. Mm. I'm just saying they're. But you think they? I don't need, think they had that swag. So you want that? Yeah. Who doesn't? What? 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 Player or what coach wouldn't want a but guy with a little edge? When Jamar Chase, like Jamar Chase, talks a lot of trash, and on you the see field. what, and you see what he doing. But but he he, he talked trash up. before against the Browns, and then the Browns gave it back to him. Defensively, yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah, defensively, yes, we are there. I said yeah. offensively, I don't see it. No, no, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, and I'm saying, do you need someone on each side yeah. of the ball? Do yes, you need, do you need a dog on each side of the ball. Yes, you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. That's, that, that's an issue. The Browns don't have that offensively but right now. Just talk like Nick Chubb's a dog, but he don't talk trash. I don't think you have to talk trash to be a dog. But you don't no. have Nick Chubb right now. Well, no, but I, but you were saying that talking trash means. No, I'm not saying dog. talking trash, but I'm just saying like you know what I mean. Yeah. I just got that swag. You, got to, it. you can't mess with me. Yeah. I'm, I'm I really like that. I feel like Wyatt Teller is that kind of player. But the fact that I have to struggle to find one guy on offense. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think it's a guy that's just I don't like, think you know what, I'm else. like that. You can't stop me. Like, I'm, I'm going, yeah. you, I tell you my route, and you're still not going to stop me. Yeah. I'm going to tell you where the ball is going, and I'm still going to get there. Like, I don't think they yeah. got that type like, of Like, I feel like, we, I, I look think about the no Bengals. Dis- no disrespect. I feel like Joe Mixon's that kind of player, even though he's, you know, good, not great. But I feel like he's that kind of player. Oh, uh, Yeah. Um, so yeah, but they got, but they, see, but you, you just named two dudes on the offense, and you yeah. know, J, you know, Joe is like that. So the yeah. number one guy, Ravens like got that. Lamar. Yeah, he's like that. They even got Odell, even oh. though he's stealing money. He, that boy stealing is money. Stealing. He's been stealing money for years, <laughs> Odell. Stealing. And still, people think he's a great receiver. I don't want to be stealing over there. <laughs> All right, but we're going to you next. Yeah, for our Kool Aid meter, you have Carl Lawson. Yeah, I was unexcited about Carl. I gave him a zero, didn't I? One? No, I think you gave him a two. I should have gave him a zero. I don't know. I mean, Carl Lawson, I remember when he left the Bengals, I, at the time I thought it was a big deal, and I, 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 what an idiot I was. He's done nothing with the Jets. He's been a non-factor for the whole time he's been. What am I getting excited about Carl Lawson? Carl Lawson even going to play for the Browns? <coughs> he just came, he'd be like their eighth defensive lineman. I think it'd be the same situation as Chase Young. Situation. Yeah, but Chase Young's better than Carl Lawson. I agree. I'm just I saying, agree. I think yeah. that role. But I think he'd be a backup yeah. edge that comes yeah. in. And yeah. I mean, he could be a healthy scratch on the Browns, Carl Lawson. He could. I, I was Carl Lawson's him. not him. <laughs> it's the look. <laughs> it's the whole look. I don't have nothing... What, what else are we going to say about Carl Lawson? Yeah. It's an unexciting guy. <laughs> Mike forced him uh, for me to, to pick a number I for did. him. There you you could have switched to somebody else. And I give didn't us know we had that option. I didn't either. We could have done the G. Bush. I, 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 I talked to you yesterday before we left. Hey, yeah. these are the guys I'm thinking. And you were yeah. like, yeah, okay. I thought, my, I, I thought Mike did a good job of giving me my two. Why not Andy I, Dalton? Put Andy Dalton on there. I give Andy Dalton a nine. Well, we did Andy Dalton already. So oh, we did. Who is last my last one? Your last one. Uh, by the way, why did the Bears? Brown. Oh, you got one more, real he quick. Why did the Bears trade for Montez Sweat? They don't have no uh, crash. They have the, They suck. But what are they? They have the most cap space in football. I just saw. Is Schefter. he a free agent at the end yes, of the year? Yes, he is. So they I don't. But what, they don't have a pass rusher. Schefter just tweeted. But why, if you're the Bears and you're gonna have, like, why would you give up a second round pick? Because he's, he's better than anybody you go draft in the second But they're not trying to. Why would they're not trying to win? They're not any good. But they just spent a ton of money last year too on defensive acquisitions. And they're projected to have $110 million in but cash. But they could space. have signed him as a free agent in the offseason. I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't understand why you give up a, a second-round pick when, you can't, when you're not winning this year. And the Bears are stupid. That's why. 
That's why. The Bears are still... That's, that's, last year, they gave up a second-round pick for Chase Claypool. Yep. Yeah. And now they give yep. up a... Ch- this guy's better than Chase Claypool, but he's not going to help them win. Yeah. Desperate. Yeah. You could have you signed gotta, him as a free agent if you wanted him you that You got to do something to... to Make your organizations think that we the got Bears to are clueless. We're They're a terrible organization, uh, un- an under the radar, uh, one of the worst organizations in football. We got one more Kool Aid meter. Then I yeah, got a couple, couple more names to throw at you guys. All right, go ahead. Kool Aid yeah, meter. Marquise Brown, Tyvis, you gave him a seven. Ooh. Yeah, I give him a seven. I think he's he is a, a piece on the wide receiver core because yeah. he, he brings that speed. He got that deep playmaking ability. Um, I think that that would be a nice. Because Elijah Moore hasn't been the the vertical threat that I thought he would be this year, they're kind of using him in and out. And I still, I don't even think the Browns push the ball down the field, do they? Uh, PJ Walker threw a couple twenty yard passes to Amari Cooper, but that's but really, that's it, yeah. That's but really he's like the only one, even when Deshaun's there, like they don't yeah. really push the ball down the field. And I still, it to me, it sounds like it's the same thing that we was talking about last year. So I think Marquise Brown or Hollywood Brown is actually a vertical threat. He does have some catching things, but he still makes plays, and I think he could be a nice little spark in the right yeah. receiver room. So I, I give it a seven. I like Marquise Brown more than I like Jerry Judy. I do too. Right between those two guys, if I had to choose, I mean they're in the same level mm-hmm. of wide receiver. Marquise Brown, though, for the most part, like Jerry Judy's played on teams that throw the ball at least. Yeah. Like Marquise <laughs> Brown's been stuck on run teams. He's never played like you know Lamar's throwing the ball more now, but like they're one first team no matter how yeah. you slice and dice. And he's he's had one thousand yard season. Jerry Judy has not had a thousand yard season. Uh, I like Marquise Brown better. I think I do think Marquise Brown, and Jerry <coughs> Judy, are both better than any receiver on the Browns, not named Amari Cooper. But I w- I think Marquise is a little better. I, th- I think Marquise Mar- is a legit number two. I think Marquise fits stylistically yes. with Amari Cooper better than Judy. Judy and Cooper are kind of similar, yeah, yeah, right, similar right. type receivers, at least with right, uh, right with Marquise, right. you get a little more it, of a with, vertical with, speed threat. With Marquise, and if you you know you had a better quarterback and or if you had Watson maybe late in the year, like they could really use him. Yeah. He could be valuable, I think. But couple so, other names. Yeah. We didn't meet Coimators for, but I was going through this morning just to see if did I miss anybody. Couple yeah. of names I thought could be not even necessarily on the Browns radar, but just trade deadline guys to watch. Uh, Mike Florio mentioned Josh Uche, the edge from New England, yeah. mm-hmm. who's been hurt, but when he plays, has been, been good. as in the last year of his contract. I still don't think edge is a giant need for the Browns, but if they do look for the cheapest productive edge option, Josh Uche I'll makes bu- some sense. Before you leave the Patriots, another guy should be Brown. interesting. Trent Brown. Uh, Trent Brown. We don't really need a left tackle. No, I – well, I crazy still about, be, about two or three weeks ago, we was banging the I, I, and, and I still would trade well, for yeah. Trent Brown, but I'll give Will's credit. He has played better. Uh, but an interesting guy in the Patriots I, would be Ramondre Stevenson. At running back? They are not using him well this year. I no. don't know what they're doing. Well, with they're him. not running the ball at I, all well this year, period. No, right. He was phenomenal last year. And he was he's great, and he's a good pass catcher catered. out of the backfield. Who yeah, was catered. He, who was his? Did it was him and who? instead of Crater? Crater, sorry, Crater. <laughs> who Crater was his, this year. It was him and who last year? Reminder and It uh, was Devin Harris. Singleton. No, no, no. no. Damian uh, Harris. Harris. Damian Harris, right. Okay. And now it's him and Zeke. Yeah. Uh, that's, I didn't think of that. By the That's way, a name. Uh, uh, not, I, I would like to see the Bengals trade for one of the Patriots tight ends, either Hunter Henry or Mike Gusecki, if anybody cares. Who uh, is they tight end? The Bengals in, uh, never trade draft picks. Who is no. they tight end? The Bengals. Irv Smith. Irv Smith Jr. Uh, yeah. He can't. He sucks. Three, three more names just to keep an eye <laughs> yeah. on as possible guys. We mentioned Hunter Renfro really quickly. Yeah. Don't think he moves he does, the needle at all. He fell good. off. I don't know. Here's a guy I actually yeah. like. I think it would be make sense for the Browns, but K.J. Osborne of Minnesota. Who's been there number two, three with but Addison? If they're trading for Jameis. That means they're not giving up. I'm just saying names that could potentially be out there. Uh, and then that's, uh, that's a shit. Uh, Antonio Gibson one. from Washington. They're back at running back. Again, he's another good pass catcher. But I, once I don't again, want to I don't trade think for he's a running back yeah. unless it's an every down back. I look at Ramondre Stevenson yeah. as an every down back. I agree. Antonio I'm just throwing out other names that I think in the the big stratosphere of what could happen today. Yeah. Like he's a guy that could. In theory, I don't know. Yeah. Get I, moved. All right, well, we're going to have Mary Kay here in a little bit. None of those guys. Is there any other names? Nothing's happened. Real quick, do you think, like, yes or no, if you were to put, let's say odds were even. Yeah. Do the Browns make any move at the deadline today? I'm going to say yes. I think they're going to shock us and make a move today. I'm going to say no. Tyvis? Nope. And Earl, what do you think? Will the Browns make a move today, yes or no? I don't think so because they still think Deshaun Watson has a short-term injury. I think they'll make a move. I doubt it'll be a quarterback. So who do you think? A receiver? Nah, they're going to trade. They're going to trade for a quarterback today. I feel good about it. 
I'd be really happy with Derrick Henry, but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Tennessee's trading Derrick Henry. I, I think if you Tennessee, the way Will Levis played last week, you got you can't trade Derrick Henry. If yeah. I'm the Browns, I'm I'm trading everything for Devontae Adams. The Raiders just said they would not trade him. Now, Every, that true? that's what you got to say. So what's your what's your dream scenario? Because if, if I come in there and say I don't want to play for y'all no, no right. more, let Most, me let me go. Yeah, you know what they're gonna do? What's your best offer? What you say you're going to give us for him? Yeah. Take him. Right, right, right. What's your dream deal today, then? We got five minutes for Mary Kay. Devontae so Adams. <laughs> so, what, what's the package? What are you giving up in, in a perfect world? Like, what like we, a realistic What do we scenario? have to give up? That's the question. A second, I give a up third, a, a fifth. I give up a second, third, fifth, and DPJ. Well, I want Jimmy Garoppolo in the deal, even though he's awful right now. He's still better he than DJ terrible, Walker. Yeah. He's, he's been awful. Devontae, avoid, he avoided. He That's tried to true. get away from him. Can you imagine you go from... Jimmy Garoppolo, then coming P.J. Walker and being like, well, he'll sit there and say, it's an upgrade. he'll be on Deshaun. You coming back next week, right? <laughs> <laughs> you coming back? They're not trading. What's your, what's your dream deal? I think the most important, like, I, it's hard to say Jacoby Brissett would be a dream deal. <laughs> but, but it, it I, could be. It really I, well that be. would be my dream deal because they need a quarterback, and I think he's the most <laughs> likely guy to get. I just, I can't watch P.J. Walker play quarterback for this team anymore. It's, it's uncomfortable. And you want to get a read in real quick, and then I'll ask you a question that's going to lead us right into Mary Kay. Go ahead. Well, actually, instead of doing a FanDuel readout right now, today is actually the first anniversary of us launching membership. So I wanted yes, to bring it that is. up. We're going to be talking about you guys and giving you guys shout-outs here at the end of the show. But I could, wanted to remind you guys that you can become a member for $5.99 if you do it on your desktop. It's $6.99 if you're doing it through iOS. Apple does take their cut. And then it's $1.99 for your starters tier, $2.99 if you're on Apple. Go get it, and then... Big announcement, huge announcement, especially if you're an avid behind the glass watcher. Earl and I officially have emojis today. Oh, yeah. So go in and check out the Earl and I emoji. We thank you guys for so much for like, a year yeah. of memberships. It's fantastic. We could, we wouldn't be here without everybody else. They've made it. We I officially get, got Ant. I got to get in the Earl chat emojis. and see yeah, they, are, they are flying. If you, have you guys been watching the chat at all? Have you guys seen your own emojis? I, I have not been keeping it up. I don't know about Earl. He's Earl, been, have you seen the chat at all? Uh, yeah, I have. I have. I've seen what it. was it like seeing yourself as an emoji for the first time? Uh, it was pretty dope when I was looking. I'm trying to do social clips and, and, and show clips at the same time. That's a good employee. He's working <laughs> on the same thing. All right, well, Mary Kay's going to come on. Mary Kay yes. had an article this morning saying the Browns, if they can't get Brissett, try to bring Josh Dobbs back from Arizona and start him on Sunday. Yeah, Absolutely. I don't. Why would Arizona do that? Yeah. And I mean, they, if they, you know why they do that? Because they think he is He's terrible. that trash. Yeah. I, I, They'd probably be sitting there like, please do. I, to me, if I'm going to trade for I, – I just don't think Josh Dobbs is any better than P.J. Walker. He's not. I think, he, he's, I think he's, that's – Jacoby Brissett is a clear level above, couple levels above yeah. P.J. Walker. I guess if I had to choose – He's probably, I, I guess Dobbs is better than P.J. Walker. <laughs> but, I, I mean, you know, you talk about the two worst quarterbacks in the league. Steve, <laughs> give, Steve give me 15B. The put, put up 15B. The yeah. advanced stats. The B. reason that Brissett would make more sense or in more impactful is not just from a he's better than P.J. Walker. Thing. Leadership. The team it's loves a, him, right? It, yeah, it's yeah. the fact that when he walked, if that team find out that Jacoby Brissett coming back, they're going to throw a party. Yeah. Like, right. oh, my God, my Guys boy is coming back, man. We good. Like, I think that. The ultimate it, rivals. Yeah, it'll bring the energy back. And I think they go out there and have a really good game. Now, as far as the game plan goes, I don't know how much you could throw at them in this first week. But, but it's, it's the Cardinals, so it's a perfect week. To, exactly. But, which is why week. I still think that the detail, DTR thing is on the table because it's a perfect I week to find out who you got. If the Browns don't make a trade, I would start DTR this week. Now, again. Oh, you on my side. Yes. The only thing <laughs> I would say. I agree. said this yesterday. The only thing I would say is we don't see him in practice. That's if true. If he's a disaster in practice, then, no. then I'm not going to do it. Huh. Yeah. Well, obviously he has. He wasn't. He he got to play last week. First of all, and yeah, they they trusted him enough to go against Baltimore. That was sneaky. I, the whole Dobbs thing. I always appreciate Mary Kay's insight, Dobbs, but yeah. I just can't fathom a world where Arizona would trade Josh Dobbs to the team. They play. Back to the team they're gonna play. Yeah. With all now, granted, they are trying to lose. Like they have right now, if the season were to end. See, when people say that, they're wrong. But the, <laughs> here's the thing: they're not trying. No to No team tank, tries but, to lose. The organization doesn't care about winning. Is yeah. what okay, the, fair. The coach and the fair. players, as Tyvis can tell you, I ain't going out there never going to play in the loser. Fair. That's but, not happening. My point is, if the season ended today, yeah. do you know who would have the number one pick in the draft? Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. They have no incentive from an organizational standpoint to win. So if they happen but, to give Cleveland a little extra advantage. they traded for Dobbs at the beginning of the season. 
gave up a draft pick when they well, knew they weren't going to be any good. Well, maybe they knew something about Josh Dobbs. Does that draft, does that, now that you know that Josh Dobbs wasn't that great, yeah. do, how does that make you feel about that trade from Andrew Barry? It was the right trade when it happened. I didn't have a better. problem yeah. with it. People are. So yeah. everybody making a big deal. Yeah, was, well, every, it's absurd. You know, <laughs> Jay agree. has been very critical of I it, agree. but nobody was critical of it at the time. No, nobody cared. We all, we all applauded at the time I because agree. DTR outplayed Josh Dobbs in the preseason. You make that yeah. trade because you felt good <laughs> enough about DTR. My beef with Andrew Berry is not that he traded Josh Dobbs. It's that once they... Once Watson got hurt and they gave up on DTR after one game, that's my beef too. Then you should have either gone back to DTR or gone and gotten another quarterback at that point. I think that's my beef. Go ahead, Anthony. Yeah, guys, before we bring in Mary Kay, I just want to remind you one more time that we have you can score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining <laughs> FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options. You can do spreads, player props, over-unders, and plenty more. So visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS and kick off the NFL season right. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL.